General Kenobi. Popheads, welcome to issue 142 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you once again from the friendly confines of the Tom Cave. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure to follow us on the social media at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. And please make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends, family, enemies, loved ones, people you just met on the street. Whatever it takes. And if you're listening to us on, on Apple Podcast, uh, if you get a chance, five-star reviews. They help us crack the code of that algorithm to help spread the word about what we're doing over here on the TomCast Podcast, and that is always much appreciated. Remember, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, uh, so many, many more. And, and if we're not on one you need us on, let me know and I'll make sure to get you there. <laughs> Remember, we are also part a, a proud part of the 3BZ network of podcasts. You can head over to 3BZine.com, find other shows on the network, Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast Podcast, and our Star Wars focus show, MandoVision. The TomCast Podcast is a passion project of mine, and I am very fortunate that I have what people that I like to call the official members of Pophead Nation, and they are the ones who help keep the lights on, they help... Uh, uh, cover the costs that are incurred by the show and they've helped grow the, the show in, in, in many many different ways and I want to give a special shout out to my current patrons uh, which you can join by the way if you want to head over to patreon.com forward slash tomcastpopcast you can become an official member of Pophead Nation get your shout out and if you select the, uh, the slightly higher tier you can get access to bonus content thank you so much to my current patrons the Aspen Hill Chody the Batman of Bay Park Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of a fantastic music podcast called The Ringing Ear. I recommend it very, very highly. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. Thank you to the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Bursard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, making all the sweet, sweet beers that keep us uh, sustained and nourished on the TomCast podcast. All right, let's get into our show today. We have a lot of new stuff to cover. You know, we've been very, very focused on WandaVision, and, you know, we're still going to talk about that a little bit because uh, we're, we're linking up with Roger today, and uh, Roger hasn't had a chance to chime in on, on the latest episode, so I'm definitely going to pick his brain about that. So let's get into the show proper right now. we got a lot to get to, but remember, here on the TomCast Podcast, there are important things to do before you listen to the podcast. You have to sit down. You have to buckle up. You have to hold on to your butt. And then you buckle up again. Let's go. What? Nothing. You take care of the suit. I'll take care of the music. Oh, I love Led Zeppelin! Hey, alright, joining me once again via Skype, our good friend, our dear friend, the one, the only, Jedi Raj, Roger Smith. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Got my beer ready, ready to cast. Ooh. Well, I mean, let's talk about that tasty beverage you have in front of you. What, <laughs> what do you have today, sir? 
Uh, you know, today I'm uh, I'm doing some original 40. Uh, it's called When I Was Younger. It's a nice uh, West Coast IPA. A style you don't see very much anymore, but uh, it's quite nice. Coming in at a nice 7%. Super, super classic taste to it. Really good. I believe I have a can of that in the refrigerator somewhere. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm I'm sort of easing my way into the podcast. Uh, this is one I've had multiple times on the show, so nothing too crazy here. But uh, you know, yeah. from from Indigan Brewing, I have the Edel Pills, just a mm. nice, nice, easy German style Pilsner, four point eight, and super crushable. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, Rod, before we kind of dive into everything, I do want I did want to pick your brain and kind of see where you're at. Uh, yeah, with in regards to Wandavision. Oh yeah. I am. Uh, I'm all caught up and ready to talk. So, well, what do you what, what what did you think of that last episode? Oh man, that was a that was an interesting one. It was a lot different than what we'd seen before. The structure was uh, was interesting. Based off of everything that we we got this past week, I mean, are you prepared to make any bold predictions for that season finale coming up? Oh man, how many episodes do we have left? Two. One. Oh really? It's only nine episodes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, well, lot, damn. lot to deal with in one episode. Apparently, apparently, now the internet has been lied to before, or the internet has yeah. lied to us before. Uh, this one <laughs> will be about fifty minutes long. Okay. But well, I mean, still a lot to get to. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Uh. Well, what kind of predictions? Uh. I mean, just that post-credit scene really. Uh. Really kind of tied it up there, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so you, you think we'll get like some vision on vision action, or or is Wanda gonna have to fight that vision? Like, what do you think? What do you think? Oh man, I mean, I hope we do get a vision versus vision battle, mm-hmm. or that somehow like they'll maybe merge or something into like uh, that. That might be the way they bring vision back, you know. But um, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. There's just so much going on, but it was kind of more like explaining the backstory, I guess, more than anything, which was cool. But, um, but yeah, we didn't really get to see a lot of what was happening on the outside up until that very last scene. So now it's kind of, everything is more or less explained. Uh, maybe minus fake Pietro, <laughs> which uh, seemed kind of like a, the way they explained him off was just kind of like, uh, well, he's just a fake guy. Don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that, that, uh, you know, obviously, every, you know, because we know that the multiverse of madness was coming, we all jumped on it being like, Oh my God, that's the, that's the Fox version of Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, guess not. Just like a, a guy who kind of sort of looks like it, like it could be Pietro. Maybe if she was like super drunk, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it was kind of weird for them to dismiss it like that. Maybe, maybe they could still call back to it and it might be, you know, just a, a misdirect. Well, but I mean, there's something still going on with that character because obviously at the end of episode seven, yeah, you know he gets the drop on 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 um, Monica. Monica. So yeah. a lot, you know that Evan Peters still has a, a role to play in the show somehow. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Maybe maybe he is still from the multiverse, but uh, maybe we'll get some weird explanation there. I think, we'll get but a- yeah, overall, I I really enjoyed the episode. It was cool, kind of seeing like why we had what we had, you know, like why we're doing the sitcom things. It was kind of a cool way to do that. It was. I thought it was a really neat episode with with a lot of like a, a really strong emotional core to it for 
you know, all of like, everything Wanda has kind of been through because I mean, she has sort of been like this side character for so many of the other movies that she's been in, and yeah. and to really get to explore uh, her psyche and and her history and and the amount of loss and grief that she's had to deal with and and you know, kind of vision being the one step too far, and then yeah, and obviously I, th- I think I think the, the I think the scene the important scene is the scene with with Hayward where he sort of like you know, inceptions her into, into uh-huh. believing she has the power to bring him back. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, we're really waiting to see how this all shakes out. I think, you know, a lot of the cards are on the table, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's still a couple surprises along the way. Yeah, sure. But yeah, man, it's going to be, woo. <laughs> I, I will not have a problem uh, getting up super early to watch this before going to work. Oh yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Last episode. Yeah, if you, if you don't get up and watch it before work, Raj, I I, I highly suggest avoiding uh, those those gossip websites that you enjoy so much. <laughs> oh yeah, the ones that just show up on my Google feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Google, the biggest gossip website of them all. <laughs> yeah, I gotta just not use Google for a day, you know. <laughs> Which is not as easy as it sounds. I know, right? Oh man. <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm really really excited about that. And and since we're talking about Marvel stuff, I mean maybe we should just kind of keep going with with some of the Marvel news. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Hey man, have you heard about that character Spider Man? I'm familiar. I'm familiar. <laughs> Spider Man Three has a title. Roger, are you excited? Oh yeah, it's finally got a title, and sadly, it's not Home Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Spider-Man No Way Home. Sounds a little uh, foreboding, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's definitely uh, definitely the most foreboding of titles so far. So it's pretty cool. I mean, what do you think it could be referring to? Oh, man. Let's see. I mean, what do we know about it so far? Just basically that it's going to be kind of multiverse right so i mean that that sounds like what they're doing but we you know we really have no idea (laughs) yeah yeah so it seems i mean it could be kind of like he gets trapped in the multiverse kind of thing you know it's like he's trying to get back it could have something to do with the whole identity reveal at the end of the last one so uh i don't know i don't know there's there's a lot of cool ways it could go but definitely i'm hoping just this uh Maybe maybe creepier, maybe, uh, I, I know we said foreboding, but just along those lines of just something a little darker, a little more uh, maybe hopeless-seeming, I guess. I mean, and that's that's very apropos for Spider-Man in general to kind of you know, yeah. kick him while he's down. <laughs> <laughs> very uh, true. Yeah, yeah, man, I mean, whew. It's uh, it's gonna be out in in theaters this Christmas, which is kind of like the the real shocking news of the whole thing. Is like, I was like, oh shit, I didn't know this was gonna be out so quickly. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, so I mean, we will get our answer soon, which means you know, if it's coming out Christmas time, I mean, we'll probably get a, what, a trail, at least a, some kind of teaser trailer, in, in what by summer, you think? Yeah, for what uh, would be Comic Con time, probably. Yeah, and I mean, and they have announced that there won't be a Comic Con; it'll be virtual again this year. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know if anyone has is got the guts to do a convention this this season or not. Probably not. Probably not till next year. Yeah. So you know, they maybe they'll they'll package it for one of these virtual, uh, you know, online conventions, or they'll just it's Marvel and they'll just break it out for all of us to see. <laughs> That's possible. But yeah, I mean, this one, yeah, this one's way. Cl- I I didn't. 
I mean, I knew they were filming it, but it, like to come out so quickly is like, wow, that's a, I felt like that's a really fast turnaround. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I thought it was going to come out sometime next year at the soonest. Yeah, and you know, and, we, well, and I'll be honest, like the the schedule with with the Marvel films has gotten, you know, it's so confusing to me because of all the all the changes, you know, all all the delays from from the COVID shutdowns and and you know, so I I kind of had the schedule all jumbled in my head, and for some reason I thought Strange was coming out first. Yeah, actually, I think me too. For some reason, and that's possible. It's it's possible. I just thought that because I was like, oh, it's going to lead. You know, WandaVision leads into Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. So I was yeah. like, oh, that that'll be the next film then. And I I think maybe I just uh, like uh, kind of uh, tricked my brain into thinking that was the fact. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I mean, because we were kind of like along the line thinking that uh, the cameo for WandaVision might be Doctor Strange. You know, so I think that kind of led us to think that this is going to lead straight into that as the next movie kind of thing, but I guess not. <laughs> well, I mean, it could still lead into the next Doctor Strange movie, but... It, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to get some Spider-Man first, and maybe Spider-Man, if, if Spider-Man has some kind of multiverse uh, story to it, yeah. again, that may feed into Doctor Strange as well, so it, it's it's... It's going to be a wild ride, Raj. <laughs> this may be Doctor Strange's time to just go around fixing everything that's getting messed up. Yeah, exactly. You know, like these <laughs> these next, you know, these these first few Marvel things that are coming out might be like the breaking of the multiverse. Sure, <laughs> that is possible. It's, it's Doctor Strange running around with a mystic super glue, <laughs> some duct tape. <laughs> Ooh, Sorcerer Supreme's duct tape. <laughs> the Eye of Agamotto on there. <laughs> no, but exciting news! Uh, Spider-Man Three out has a, a rather uh, alarming title, <laughs> and it'll be out at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to all of it. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to go to a theater to see it. That'll be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. But worst case, uh, we'll have it on Disney Plus. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I I don't know. This is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I mean, did you see what what Paramount's doing? How they announced like Mission Impossible Seven is going to be on the Paramount streaming thing like forty five days after it's released in theaters. No, I hadn't seen that. That's like, interesting. That, that's pretty wild, right? Yeah. So forty five days is going to be their theater turnaround time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like that, but <laughs> I don't know if anybody else will. Yeah, that, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I kind of feel like. Uh, I mean, obviously, we like what HBO Max is doing with having it same day, which is really cool. But, um, you know, and we've also seen Disney's maybe not so successful approach with some of their previous releases like Mulan. But um, maybe this is the middle ground. I don't know. To, just to kind of keep it from being a uh, $20, $30 day one uh, ticket, <laughs> digital ticket. Instead of, you know, the, the same day like HBO Max is doing. I don't know. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with theaters locally, regionally. It, it, it all, you know, there's still a lot, a lot to know. And I think, I think Marvel slash Disney is just optimistic that by, by Christmas, you know, the theaters will be open in some capacity. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Marvel slash Disney also announced a bunch of, of release dates for things. Now, I think we already knew the Falcon and Winter Soldier would, would be debuting on March 19th, but now it has yeah. been officially confirmed that Loki will be debuting on June 11th. 
Oh, very nice. Right before my birthday. <laughs> How excited <laughs> are you for, uh, for the Lokester? Uh, you know what? That one, I think initially I was most excited for that one prior to seeing, you know, any of the trailers. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, after after seeing the trailers, it kind of evened out. But, um, but you know, I I can never get enough of Tom Hiddleston as Loki. He's just... He's just a joy to watch. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think he can do no wrong, and he just nails that character so well. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I, I've, I've, I loved like the promotional image that they, they 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 put out with it, where he had like a, a a version of his comic book look with like the horns. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that because you don't get to see the the uh, you know Tom Hiddleston's a pretty pretty uh, fashionable guy, so they, their Loki's always been a little bit more hip. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. He only he only rocked the the big horns in in like a deleted scene from the first one, uh, and then they never really brought it back. So I kind of enjoy seeing like the smaller version of it on 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 some of these promo images. That's true. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of the horns. You're right. I hadn't really considered that. Yeah. No. No. Granted, they're not the the big giant swooping ones that that most comic book fans are familiar with, but that's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> we'll take little horns. That's fine. Yeah. Well, it's cool too because uh, that you know that seems to be what the, I don't know why, but these Disney Plus shows all seem to be putting the characters in like their classic costumes. You know. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We're getting Zemo with his purple mask on. We 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 got flashes of Wanda in a more comic book appropriate Scarlet Witch costume, and I mean for all we know she'll end up in a, a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe version of that in the next episode. Who knows? Well, I mean, we've kind of been getting hints of that. I mean, right. this last episode when she kind of like communes with the, uh, you know, Mind Stone, she's just kind of like sees that silhouette of herself, uh, what we're assuming is her, you know, with the full uh, crown, you know, so. Uh, almost like a, like a, I, I wondered if it was like a future self of, of her, you know? Yeah, maybe communing backwards through the power through of the, the stone, stone somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really curious about how that's all going to shake out. I mean, ooh. Ooh, I, I'm really enjoying that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. That that went from like you know zero to hundred real quick, and uh, I am completely on board. Well, again, before you know, we'll, we'll go, let's go back into one division real quick here. I, I, <laughs> I do think it was really smart of them to uh, put out those first two episodes uh, on the same day because sure, you know, it was a mystery box show, so they had to kind of get th- that stuff. I don't want to say like out of the way. But like there wasn't going to be a lot of of clues to what was going on in, in those first two episodes. Yeah, you were, you knew you were going to be in like some kind of alternate world, some kind of alternate whatever. You know, turning uh-huh. turn, you know eventually being revealed to be like the hex and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I I, I think over, if you played that out over an extra week, you might have alienated some viewers faster, and and some <laughs> viewers were alienated by the third episode. So you know it's, <laughs> but again cond- condensing it down. So you had those first three episodes that were very sitcom heavy towards sure. the beginning, I think. And, and, you know, you had two in one week, I think was a good, really good decision. Yeah, that was definitely the smart call. I think they just they needed to establish that uh, they had what they wanted to put out there. And I think it was a good premise. And, you know, we just kind of had to trust Marvel knew what they were doing. Um, and I think it was a real good move, kind of just like establishing that quickly and early. So that way, by the time you get episode three, you're like, all right, really, though, what's going on here? But, like, you don't have to wait three weeks for that turnaround, you know? It's only, like, two. In my case, I think, you know, I saw, like, the first two, and then I ended up seeing three and four together. Mm-hmm. So, 
it actually worked out real well that way. But um, but yeah, no, definitely good call on the two episodes at a time initially. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And it was also announced that Star Wars: The Bad Batch, the 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 sequel series to Star Wars: The Clone Wars, will be debuting yep. its first episode on May the fourth, as in May the fourth be with you. Yeah. And then its second episode on May the seventh. Nice. Now I I want to file a bit of a little bit of a complaint here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're opening the complaint box. I, and. I, don't get me wrong. I love these shows. I'm excited for these shows. But sure. I'm a little tired of them all being released on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I was like, I, I feel like I need to, to talk to my, you know, because of Disney Plus, I'm going to have to tell my, my bosses I don't want to work on Fridays anymore. I just, I need that as a day off. <laughs> I need to recover from the awesomeness that I just watched. <laughs> yeah, because if I didn't have to go to work, I could I could either stay up late and watch them all at midnight, which would be great. <laughs> sure. Yeah, or, or at the very least, I could I could watch them first thing in the morning, and then podcast immediately about them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It's like it's like, come on, Disney. There's six other days of the week. Let's spread the love out. <laughs> it is kind of interesting, though, right? I mean, I know it's just because essentially they're only releasing like one thing a week, regardless of what they're you know doing. Seemingly, at least for now. But um, but yeah, I mean, you used to have the old format, you know, just anything on TV would be, oh yeah, like. Every Tuesday is this new episode. Every Wednesday is new episodes of this. You know, it's like it was a little more spread out. But now it's just kind of like, well, we really only got one or two things we're going to be showing you. We'll toss it out for Friday. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I completely understand it because by doing that, they basically control a lot of like social media uh, over over an entire weekend. As you know, people are buzzing about the latest episode and what happened on Friday and it goes into Saturday and Sunday when, you know, sure. m- most people, that's when they have time to sit down and watch these things. I mean, I do get it. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying as, as, as one of the few people who apparently has to work on the weekends, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on, man, throw me a bone, put it out on like a Tuesday or something. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. They, they should probably shuffle it around a little bit. And, you know, and maybe it'll be one of those things that, like a couple years down the line, once they're like just cranking out the content, you know, maybe that that changes, but like for right now, it just seems to be like Friday. Get ready, <laughs> change your calendars. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird. That's just that arbitrary day. I mean, I know it's kind of like, for example, like video games. I think usually get released on Thursdays mm-hmm. for some reason. Like new releases are always on Thursdays. But um, yeah, I think I think music comes out on Fridays now, and and you know, for most of my life, it, like new CDs came out on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And Tuesdays then, was always like New Music Day. Yeah, and then Wednesdays was New Comic Book Day. New comics, yeah. And you know, it's like, hey man, there's <laughs> there's other days. <laughs> that is true. There's always something to look forward to I mean, that way. But it, now it's kind of like, I mean, Friday or nothing. I mean, I get it. We live in a digital world now, and and so like most of this content that we want is like at our fingertips from our homes. But I mean, could you imagine in back in the day, like if you had to go, like from Tower Records to the comic book store, to like you know, the best buy to get like the latest Disney release or whatever. I mean, all that in one day would be just like, no, thank you. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that as a kid, just riding from place to place on my bicycle, throwing whatever new media they had in my backpack on the way. Well, trust me, trust me, Raj, I lived that life. I don't miss it at all. Yeah. It was, it was not an easy time. No. Well, I mean, we used to, my, 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 my buds and I, we used to, we used to on Tuesday nights, we would stay, 
out uh, late and go to Tower Records at midnight because they mm. they'd, be op- they'd stay open past midnight for the new releases, so we could get yeah. you know whatever new CD we were waiting for. And that's right, I said CD as in compact discs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Deal with it's not it. A large I'm disc. Old. It's a compact one. It's a very compact one. <laughs> and you know, and for a long time, I don't know if you, you may not remember this, but they were you know for a long time they were the, they were in those excessively large cardboard boxes for some real uh, unknown reason. How weird! How how big of a box are we talking? Like VHS or bigger? No, it's bigger. Like you know, you had like the disc, which yeah. I, I'm looking around like I have a CD next to me, which I obviously I don't. <laughs> Not they, anymore. They're like one size, and then they were in like this cardboard, this empty cardboard vessel that would, you know, you so it could stick out of a, you know, a shelf or a display or whatever. And I, there was no real good reason for it. It's a huge waste of paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't know. It, were they? I don't know if you remember the old uh, like video game boxes. Were they around that size? Like they were just like almost like one and a half size, like an old like Sega Genesis game box or oh, something I, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember Genesis game boxes. And then I feel like I feel like Nintendo was the one who was like, "Fuck these boxes." <laughs> yeah, they kind of like shrunk them down. Well, no, I mean they also made them like completely disposable too. Like everyone I knew who had a Nintendo system, just you know, they had the cartridge and like there's nothing to keep them in except for like a shoebox. Oh yeah, no for sure. Yeah, you would just toss the box. It was basically just cardboard. Yeah, and then like you try to go to GameStop and they're like, "If you you get more if you get the box," and they're like, "Fuck you, GameStop, <laughs> pieces of shit." I know, just print one out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not a smart guy, so like I don't want to get into like all that all that Wall Street GameStop talk. You know, but like, <laughs> but but with all these new systems that are out now and like the 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 heavy emphasis on digital downloads. How the hell yeah. is GameStop going to be around in a couple of years? You know, I hear the, their big argument was that they're trying to make it more of like a video game collectible shop in, instead of like video game hardware. Because, yeah, I mean, aside from like getting your consoles and your controllers there, it's probably in your best interest to buy your games digitally. You know, it's like less of a chance for things to go wrong. You know, if it gets corrupted, you just re-download it. You can't lose it that way. You can't get it stolen. So, and it's just more convenient in the long run. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. GameStop, it's a weird one. I can, I can see it, like, really, you know, turning, leaning hard into the uh, collectible aspect of it. But I don't know. I, I feel like they've been doing that for a long time. And if it hasn't worked so far, it's not just going to magically change, you know? Yeah, I mean, and... In, in... Obviously, I haven't been inside of a GameStop since before the pandemic, and I, every time you know, I, I would pop in there mostly to look for for like Funko Pops. I'm not gonna lie. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I they mean, got like, a giant I, selection. I do, you know, I did recognize the fact that they had very a, a ton of, of of video game collectibles. I remember being in there yeah. one time and kind of pondering picking up a, a Mass Effect Omni Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the same, and then realizing like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. <laughs> He's going to run around the house and just jump, attack everything. Yeah, I mean, what am I going to do? Like, try and stab collectors in the house? I mean, <laughs> there are no collectors in the house. I, I'm, my house is collector-free. They're not trying to take me uh, past the, the Omega-5 relay. <laughs> I love it. And that was my Mass Effect nerd corner for the, for the show. <laughs> Pre-order the remastered trilogy now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's my ad. All uh, right. Well, since we're still on like the Marvel Disney aspect of things, maybe we should talk about a little bit of casting that's been come that that, that has been announced for Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi. 
Oh, okay. They have. They are bringing aboard. Uh, act. Act. Uh, the, the, I forget. I think you call them. You, you don't call females actresses anymore. They are still actors. So they are bringing on board. What is this nice lady's name? Uh, Adira Varma, who you may recognize from Game of Thrones, where she was with Pedro Pascal as Alaria Sand. <laughs> She's coming on board the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm not familiar with the actress because I never really followed Game of Thrones, but uh, she's been in other things too. Um, uh, she's been on on Rome, Doctor Who. She was on Torchwood for a bit. Okay, stuff yeah. like that. She's done a lot of like nerd stuff. <laughs> I trust it then. <laughs> if she's been in the scene, I, I I'll give her a pass. <laughs> yeah, it's it, we we don't know who she'll be. Yeah, a lot of the Star Wars stuff is obviously is very, you know very much kept under wraps. So it, sure, it could be, it could, she could be anybody. <laughs> and she could be a are, Jawa. You never know. Odds are, I mean, she'll play someone completely new. So that's all that matters. There. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, we, we have had a lot of famous people in uh, stormtrooper roles. So uh, well, I don't I think you never know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're putting her in stormtrooper armor. Just, just a thought. <laughs> Probably not, but like you're saying, we have no idea who that could be at this point. But it, I, I don't know that there is something that kind of like tickles me a little bit that 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 you know uh, Pedro Pascal's character, his his like mistress is coming over to be in another Star Wars show. It, there's something about that just like makes me laugh, and I I enjoy that immensely. Will there be a crossover? That's the question. <laughs> well. I, I don't think that's possible since Obi-Wan, we know all Obi-Wan's ultimate fate and it's long before the Mandalorian's walking around. No, that's true. But, uh, I mean, like, little Mando, you know? Oh, little, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because, <laughs> I mean, little Mando was uh, around when the Separatists were still attacking, so. Hashtag adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> A baby Mando. Oh, man, yeah, there you go. So there's some Star Wars news. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roger, I have an important question for you. Yes. Do you like the GI Joe? Uh, you know, I've never been a huge fan of it, but you know, other than just the the, the funny dubbed videos of the GI Joe, <laughs> the little um, what were they called? The like after the episodes where they'd be like, you know, don't talk to strangers and stuff. Oh yeah, like I uh, oh god, what did they call those? I, I mean, I you know, it's like you know all, all the learning is half the battle stuff. I know, you know. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I don't know if you remember those old funny dubs that they had on uh, on the early internet days. They were pretty good. But no, that's that's basically my, my furthest exposure to G.I. Joe. Roger, I know I'm old, but I think back to the early internet days, and I remember the, the glory of not having to deal with advertisements when I wanted to watch a video. <laughs> There's a lot of pop-ups, but even that came later. Ugh. I, I mean, the, back then again, back then I had to deal with, like, you know, terrible, terrible speeds. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't get ads fast enough. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oof, let me tell you what. Well, well, GI Joe is. It looks like it's gonna be making a bit of a comeback here because Amazon is priming a a show based on the character Lady J. Okay. Now, if you remember the movies, uh, she was played by Adrian Padalecki. I'm saying I said her name wrong. Palicky, not Palicky, because that's the guy from Supernatural. Yeah, I, do, I was going to say, is that her, is that her sister? Yeah, I did. That, I do that all the time. It's it's just Palicky, Adrian Palicky, okay. and she was also on Agents of Shield, so you may recognize her from that if you watched Agents of Shield for a while. Oh, okay, but yeah, she was Lady J in the in those uh, those those uh, GI Joe Retaliation. Mm, okay, I don't know if you remember that one. That was the one, the one with Rock and, and uh, Bruce Willis. 
<laughs> you know, I didn't see them, but you know, maybe what? I should go back. Roger, that surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just they just never never called out to me, I guess. That hurts me deep in my heart, Roger. Is that going to have to be a homework assignment? You, watch the you've G.I. Joe movies? you watch all those awful Transformers movies and you can't watch the awful G.I. Joe movies? Come on. <laughs> you got to cover all your well, you know, bases. <laughs> I, I had a little more uh, a little more connection to Transformers, I guess. I, under- I, could... right, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, G.I. Joe, like I said, there was really nothing relevant for G.I. Joe for years. No, exactly. Um, we don't know anything really about this show other than they're going to make it. It sounds like... Well, Eric Olison is the man who may, is is brought, being brought aboard to create show run and executive produce, but oh. we'll see if that sticks. I, f- I feel like Amazon makes these announcements and then ha- like six months later they, they <laughs> fire that person and then bring someone else in to do it. They're like, yeah, we may have jumped the gun a little. I don't know. We'll see. I I hope Mr. Olison uh, uh, hangs onto this job and and makes it a, makes a great Lady J show because hey, that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> and then apparently the plan is that, that from this show you might spin out into a larger kind of G.I. Joe-related universe. <laughs> I like it. The G.I. Joe universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, boy. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Could you imagine they did, like, Snake Eyes and it's like, oh, here's another character who can't take his mask off. <laughs> <laughs> and he finds a little snake he's got to take care of. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Roger, how do you feel about Red Sonia? She's cool. Like her. She's cool. Right on. <laughs> Red Sonia, you know, uh, uh, sort of related to, you know, Conan the Barbarian. You guys might remember. Yeah. That. Uh, people of my age might remember the movie from back in the 80s starring uh, Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Brigitte Nielsen. Sorry. Jesus. Butchered that <laughs> name. But yeah, they're gearing up for another Red Sonia movie, and uh, they have. Announced that uh, 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 Tasha Ho and director Joey Soloway are going to be bringing this to the screen, directing and writing this bad boy. So is it going to have any connection to any prior Conan movies? I I would be pretty surprised. I mean, obviously, there's not much more with this announcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Tasha Ho is coming on to screenwrite it, and then it's Joey Soloway is going to direct it. Uh, but we yeah, don't know okay. anything else about this. Gotcha. You know, the, the, yeah, that's interesting. This movie's been getting kicked around for a long time, and in, in, in several years back, they were, you know, it was being mentioned as a Brian Singer project. But obviously, uh, Brian Singer is a bit of a lightning rod, <laughs> and, and something of a of a persona non grata right now. So, yeah, they 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 ditched him. <laughs> they brought on some new creators, and it says yeah. the the announcement here says that uh, that casting is set to begin quote unquote immediately. Okay. So uh, anyone who wants to be Red Sonia, uh, you know, call your agent. <laughs> Any buff ladies out there want to take that part? Go for it. Get on it. That's what I say. <laughs> oh boy, Roger. Listen, we have to shift gears and we have to talk about some DC stuff. Are you, are you prepared? I am getting the bat signal ready as we speak. <laughs> well, <laughs> over the weekend it was like IGN Fan Fest. You know that yes. website, IGN? You familiar? Yeah, yeah, it's an up-and-coming website. Well, Zack Snyder <laughs> had another freaking Justice League video to release to the masses. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it was called, I believe he titled it Motherbox Origins. Mm-hmm. And it features Justice League members depicted on the side of Motherboxes. Yeah. I watched it. 
<laughs> I don't know why I watched it. Yeah. I'm I'm sort of I don't want to say I'm sick of this. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel it. I I get you. But it's like how many more little things is he going to release can he, you know in in the, in the in the intervening time before this thing finally just comes out on HBO Max? Yeah, you know, when when you sent me the link to that, I actually hadn't seen it up to that point. Um there it didn't really add very much to anything did it it was like you know when it, when the title was like oh mother box origins I'm like oh is this going to be like a small little aside of how they came into creation or something no it's just kind of a the <laughs> almost like holy depictions of all the justice league characters as if they're like some religious icons or something <laughs> on the side of these mother boxes and I don't know, maybe it's like hinting at certain things, but at this point I couldn't be bothered to go looking into details on like, oh, in this frame you can see this, this, and this. I'm like, ah, I get it, you know, like it's it's coming. Just we're we're almost there. Just let it happen. Yeah, you know, he he, uh, Zack Snyder was was like, oh, there's like a million Easter eggs in here for you to look for. And I'm like, uh, no thanks. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> And yeah, saying, and, and I mean, I think just after the the I think the first uh, Snyder trailer, where you know you had the Hallelujah playing in the background and the uh, you know just, just the somber music. I feel like when I heard more somber music on that scale, I'm just like, didn't we already do this? Like, <laughs> why why are we doing this again? Like, I'm I'm kind of starting to feel like the the music and the theme isn't really like matching anymore. It's kind of just like, oh, okay, we're we're doing this somber overly epic take on the justice league and this actually may have worried me a little more than anything in the past if anything i you know what i, t- I tend to agree with you on that uh you know watching this i just was like i was like it's like what, like what are we doing what mm-hmm. are we doing just release the thing <laughs> yeah yeah i just got heavy watchman vibes from it and like not in a good way you know just like I, I liked the Watchmen movie, I, but I feel like just something about the, the tone didn't is isn't uh, what the Justice League needs, you know. Right. Like the tone, it doesn't match up for me. And I feel like he's kind of trying to make that same tone with the way it's being advertised at this point. And I'm not sure if that's uh, comforting. I guess. Yeah, I I definitely hear you. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what it was about this. I, I, it almost gave me like justice league fatigue already (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm like why am i tired of this i'm like it's like a 30 second clip and i'm like "Ah, why am i watching this (laughs) it's it's, i i I don't know i i i I mean i guess some people are really into it and if you are that's cool i can appreciate zach's enthusiasm for the project and that like he's sort of been um uh rewarded for sticking to his guns about how his version of Justice League was going to be uh you know better <laughs> than, yeah. than what we got but you know at this point like let's let's see the product i'm, I'm yeah let us speak for itself yeah and I'm, then I'm you can showboat I'm, sort of, I'm sort of sick of the hype train here like like and it's th- that video in particular did not do anything to add to to my interest in seeing the film and i am still interested sure yeah but you know i i'm also prepared to <laughs> <laughs> have to take naps between, you know, uh, you know, in, in in you know twenty minute cat naps every hour hour or so, <laughs> because that's a long freaking movie coming out. 
Yeah, yeah. Still, uh, still waiting to see how the whole structure is going to be like in its finality. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see for it. Yep, 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 yep. Well, let's let's <laughs> shift gears to another another DC project that's going to be coming to the big screen. Uh, and they've been talking about this for a, a little while now, and they they finally have are, have announced a director for the Blue Beetle movie. Oh, all right. Yeah, Angel Manuel Soto, director of last year's Charm City, has been tapped by Warner Brothers to direct the film. Nice. And this this is the Blue Beetle focused on Jaime Reyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I I, I think I think a lot of people probably are most familiar with Jaime from his his time in the Young Justice cartoon. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, the comic book was good too with Jaime. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he was <laughs> a pretty big deal in like the second or third season of Justice League or of, of Young Justice. Oh, Young Justice. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited for this movie. This I always thought this was a really cool take on Blue Beetle, and I was sort of one of those cranky old guys about it at first. I was like, it's not Ted Cord. I'm not gonna like it. But I really <laughs> sure. liked I really liked the Jaime character and mm-hmm. this progression of the Blue Beetle and the and the whole thing with the Scarab and the the intergalactic connections to it. And I loved yeah. the whole, I loved all of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I was a fan of that. I I think my first my first interaction with the character was probably from. Young Justice uh, back in the day, and then obviously later on, I went uh, went more into the comic side of it. But yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to see it. It sounds pretty awesome, right? And it, your your kind of first dalliance in, into like DC Comics was was New Fifty Two stuff, right? Sure, yeah. So yeah, it, it was Jaime from there from then on. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I still remember a couple of years before that, uh, uh, Max Lord, who we just saw Pedro Pascal p- p- portray in Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, yeah. Uh, shoot Ted Cord Blue Beetle right through the head <laughs> with a gun Jesus. and kill him dead. <laughs> so that's brutal. <laughs> so that was what paved the way for Jaime to become the Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah, I mean that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a pretty great comic book story when that happened. You're just like, holy shit, things just got fucking real. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was really cold blooded of Max to just blow his brains out like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so I would, I, you know, I'm always a little, I always have a little bit of a, of caution when it when it comes to like new characters and new directions and things like that. But like I said, yeah. it, it didn't take long for me to be won over by by Jaime Reyes, and and uh, mm-hmm. I really like that comic book. And I have those, I have his first appearance somewhere in in this Tom Cave of mine. Oh yeah, it, it's in the piles somewhere. <laughs> the, 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 one of the many, many piles around. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but if you don't want to deal with the comic book stuff, I, I definitely recommend checking out the Young Justice cartoon, which is uh, now available on, on the HBO Max. And if you have the HBO Max, why aren't you checking out the Young Justice cartoon? Yeah, might as well. Might as well. <laughs> Maybe they'll put him on Titan soon too. Who knows? Maybe actually, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we'll see. we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> later down the road yeah but i'm trying to see if there is, is some sort of uh i don't think there's any sort of like re- release date plan for blue beetle or, or any kind of like time schedule that they're working on mm, so it's still pretty early yeah we're still pretty early in the, in the uh, they're, they're saying that production's aiming to start in the fall but uh mm. you know we'll, we'll see if that all shakes out we don't have any casting or anything yet but you know maybe, maybe now with the director on board and, and a script in place we'll uh we'll get some more blue beetle news coming soon yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see who they'll uh, portray as Jaime. Yeah, I, I'm definitely curious as well. And, you know, it, I, I really think that uh, for these DC movies, I, I think trying to get away from like a connected universe is probably the best thing for them at this mm. point. Like, they, they tried, they couldn't pull it off. 
<laughs> just you know, well, yeah, just, yeah, no, that's fair. They they tried to go about it backwards, and it just didn't work. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, I I sort of still think it was just like the wrong vision. Sure. And and you know, and maybe backwards is a good way to describe it too, because it <laughs> not that that surprises me at all that they blew it. <laughs> they tried to rush into their Avengers, and it just didn't work. No, 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 no. Well, Roger, we have big Superman news. Yes, we do. Like this, this is the kind of Superman news that I was like, I was like, I don't know if I'm prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here, but possibly in a different way. <laughs> a, a Superman solo film is on the way yeah. from writer Tanahasi Coates, being executive produced by the one, the only J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everyone might remember uh, a few months back, J.J. made a big deal, moved his Bad Robot Productions to Warner Brothers. Uh, he's been mm-hmm. linked with a couple different projects, most notably Justice League Dark. And uh, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think the new Constantine was, was, is, is something he wants to play with as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. now they're talking about a brand new Superman. Yep. <laughs> and I think the most interesting... Now, there's nothing official about what kind of Superman movie this is going to be or, or, or what the case is going to be. Nothing nothing set in stone here. But the big rumor, the big the big muckety-muck about all this is that it, we might get Black Superman. Yeah, no, that's definitely something I've been hearing, too. Yeah, and I, I have to admit, I think I'm completely intrigued by that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ta-Nehisi Coates is a really great writer. I don't know if, if anyone's familiar with his work. Uh, you know, for for a long time he he was a a, a columnist for the Atlantic, uh, and he's gone on to write several of his own books. But uh, he's been in the comic comic book world for quite some time now, uh, writing Black Panther for Marvel. Uh, he's currently writing Black Panther and Captain America for Marvel, if if I remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, he like he's got like you know nerd cred for sure. <laughs> That's good. And I'm I'm definitely in, intrigued by by what story he could bring uh, to Superman. I'm I'm less intrigued by J.J. Abrams' presence in this movie. Yeah, you know, I, I'd have to agree on that part. I I don't know that I... Like, I, I just feel like we keep seeing the same guys, like, you know, overall working in this. Like, you know, J.J. is now coming off of Star Wars, and, you know, just... I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm kind of like... I want him to take some time to, like figure his stuff out because what we've seen from him lately hasn't been hasn't been its best yeah i mean jj's pretty a pretty good idea guy uh in a yeah. lot of cases but you know it's execution has always kind of been his problem um mm. but he definitely has visual flair which sure you know, i, I could see that which could work but he, i mean he's, he's only there to produce uh you know yeah. there there's nothing saying he's gonna be the director of it which i think mm-hmm. might be better that he's just sort of like a an onboard creative person. Yeah. But I, you know, what do I know? I, I, I don't want to sound <laughs> like I'm slamming JJ necessarily. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't enamored with his last couple of efforts behind the camera or even just yeah. stuff he had written. I was like, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't my, wasn't for me. wasn't for me. I don't want to go down that road necessarily and sound like I'm trying to slam JJ Abrams. Cause obviously he's sure. uh, rich and more talented than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. But, but I think, I think maybe where our complaint comes from is 
kind of, or at least what I can say about mine is that it's it's kind of getting to this point of like fatigue, I guess. Maybe maybe not only just with JJ, but kind of the whole reboot mentality that we keep having. You know, it's like I don't know, like DC's approach to like reboots is getting on like Spider-Man levels. You know, it's like, well, we had the first one and that was good until we messed it up, and then we tried again and that wasn't very well received. And then we try it again, and then now that finally was good. But, like, I don't know. It's just, I think I'm just, like, done on the reboots. Like, I don't know what kind of Superman story they could tell that I really want to see that's going to incorporate some origin story or anything like that, you know? Like, I'm I'm done with Superman origin. Like, I don't want to see, you know, the Kent farm again. (laughs) I'm just like, I want to see Superman doing cool stuff. And what I thought was cool is I thought, you know... Henry Cavill was spot on for the character. I mean, I, I think we can all agree that he he really like nailed the look and the feel of the character. Maybe the tone could have used some work, but you know, I felt like he was just doing the best of what he could with what he was given. But um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like that was like a good jumping off point into something new. You know, we we already had everything established. Let's see where we go from here. But now that it's just kind of like another soft Superman reboot, it's going to be like, well, what are we doing here? Well, I, I, <laughs> you, know? you know, I think you have like very valid concerns. And in a lot of cases, I, I agree with you. And uh, the listeners of this fine podcast know uh, that I am I, I worship at the altar of Henry Cavill. Uh, yes, my, my crush <laughs> we on, both do. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my crush on him is known. <laughs> so <laughs> trust me, I, like, I, I want to see some world where we're – you know, maybe they're not done with Cavill as Superman movies, uh, because yeah. because DC doesn't seem to really care about uh, constructing a singular universe. So why not have multiple Supermen running around? Why not? Who cares? Um, sure, that's that's fair. But but to address your concerns for a rebooted Superman with an origin, if they did decide to do uh, Superman, you know, as as a black man in America, as an African American, and and you know, have a sort of like the double immigration story basically here because, <laughs> you know, yes, he'd be the last out of Krypton again, right? But he'd also, mm-hmm. uh, if, especially if he lands in, in Kansas, uh, the, you know, there, there's a whole different level of storytelling you, you can go into from there, you know? Uh, sure. I, from from all intents and purposes, from everything I know about history, being being a black in middle, middle America is, you know, a lot different than being black on you know, New York or LA and, and things like that. Not that those places are free of racism at all, but sure. you, you know what I mean? It's a, it's kind of a different, it's a different, uh, it could be a really different take on the character depending on how socially aware they wanted to go with it. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and then, or, or like, do you update the origin? So it's not in Kansas. It's he lands somewhere else and it's, it's like a whole different, you know, animal. And that could be fun too. Like there, this this kind of gives them a chance to kind of break free. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. I I, I, I sort of like I said. I, I sort of think uh, Tanahasi Coast is going to do right by by Superman fans with this and give mm-hmm. us so just like something new, like you said. So yeah. you, so you can avoid that kind of like just getting all the cliched stuff just regurgitated with new actors and new locations or whatever or you know new new versions of Smallville. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, I, I guess then at, at that point, if they did decide to kind of just give it a different background, I guess it would kind of be more the uh, the Miles Morales approach to things, mm-hmm. you know, kind of 
just Superman in name alone, you know, Spider-Man in name. Like, it's not the Spider-Man that you're used to. It's a different multiverse's Spider-Man. So this might be, you know, along those same lines, a different multiverse's Superman, which, you know, we actually have seen in the comics before. I, I don't remember what the uh, name of the character was, but there definitely was a, a black Superman in, in one of the uh, uh, multiverse comics. Yes. Um, um, so it is something we've seen. And if they kind of take that approach to it, that'd be kind of cool. I think that'd be like a good way to like kind of use the name to get some hype, but make him his own thing. You know, it's, it's, it's always difficult for me because I, I feel like, I want to see these things be successful on their own merit, you know, especially when it's like a new character, especially when it's nuanced with, you know, themes of race and just societal issues. Mm -hmm. Like I want to see it succeed because it's a good story, not just because it's riding on the coattails of something established, you know? So I, I would really like to see a story like that, but I definitely want it to, you know, just uh, be good on its own account, I guess, you know? Oh, no, 100%. I mean, it has to completely stand on its own merits. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, it's definitely, I, 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 again, again, I'm I'm always intrigued by these ideas, and I like the idea of seeing something a little bit different than, than what we've come to expect in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, th- I think we need to kind of reevaluate some of these characters a little bit. Like, yes, they're iconic, but they sure. are... Not sub, they they are not uh, above being reinterpreted for for a no, new audience fair. and and I'm I'm okay with that as long as I mm-hmm. as, you know as long as it's not like something like completely uh, against like sort of like the character's moral center you know like the Superman still has to be like the best of us right yeah exactly like yeah. He, he can't be going around like maiming and murdering people like that would not be <laughs> Superman like that's like no 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 <laughs> we have to avoid that. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you there. It's it's gotta it's gotta be true to the character, but again, a, a different uh, interpretive approach to it could be cool to see. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll stay cautiously optimistic. I I, I should I should uh, uh, caution people. Like one of the reasons why I have a little bit of reservation about JJ's involvement in this, yeah, is I don't know if if people will remember this, but gosh, it was a while ago. Like. I want to say it was like maybe 15 years ago or so, you know, uh-huh. uh, DC or Warner Brothers was trying to get a Superman reboot off the ground. J.J. Abrams was was a, a pretty hot script writer, screenwriter at the time. They brought yeah. him in to write a screenplay uh, that is uh, known as uh, Superman Flyby. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking atrocious. Fucking atrocious. <laughs> you can, oh, no. Uh, you can read... Uh, the, the sort of breakdown of it, I, I'll, I'll, Roger, I'll send you a link, and I'll, 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 maybe I can try to figure out how to provide a link on social media for it uh, <laughs> if people want to check it out again. Uh, because yeah. it is one of the worst things I've ever read about Superman in my life. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds terrible. I mean, it, it, it was basically... The, the, the broad strokes that, are, that I can recall are, are uh, like, like, Krypton's not destroyed. Everyone, uh, like, Krypton's planning an invasion of Earth. And and Lex Luthor's actually a Kryptonian, and it's just, it's just all these things that are just completely ridiculous. Mm. So yeah, that know. sounds not fun. It, it, <laughs> it wasn't. It was like it was kind of like everything that was wrong with uh, the idea of rebooting Superman. And, and it, it, 
again, I, I you know I'm okay for for different interpretations of these things, but like this was kind of like this was fairly egregious. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I mean, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Uh, you know, we 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 hadn't talked about it yet, but uh, Andy Machetti uh, is directing the Flash movie still, and they they just cast Supergirl in that, by the way. Oh yeah, I saw that. I probably you yeah, probably saw the video for that too. Like they 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 recorded they they released the the video of uh, Sasha Kali, uh, her reaction to being cast and her freaking out about it, and I thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this Flash movie's still moving on, and and you know we're gonna the DC DC superheroes aren't going away from cinema anytime soon, at, at least. Uh, if they're any good, that's that is the question, Roger. This is true. Yeah, we shall see. I guess we shall see. <laughs> uh, one other news story I just wanted to mention for any any comic book fans out there. Uh, yeah. we, we mentioned this months ago how DC was going to bring back the Milestone comic book series, which was the universe about black superheroes. Yeah, and, yeah, with Static and everyone. Yeah, and and those books are are they're coming soon. Uh, static hardware. And uh, Icon and Rocket are going to be getting nice. released uh, in digitally first, and uh, they now have creative teams behind them, which I think is really exciting. So Static Season One is being written by uh, Vita Alea, with layouts by Chris Cross and finishes by Nicholas Draper Ivy, and covered by mm-hmm. Kari Randolph, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, we get to see. I got hold on, there's a big scroll here. Hang on. <laughs> Icon and Rocket Season One, written by Reginald Hudland, who has written Black Panther in the past, and Leon Chills. Art by Doug Braithley, Doug Braithley, who's awesome. Covers by Torin Clark. And we get hardware coming back as well. Hardware being written by Brandon Thomas with art by Dennis Cowan and Bill Sienkiewicz, which is just, just that's just like, mwah, beautiful right there. <laughs> and the, the covers for that are being done by uh, Manteus Mahani. I hope I read your name right, sir. And Yeah, no, I was, uh, oh no, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, please. No, I was just about to say, yeah, I was looking at some of the, uh, the I think, the covers and the character kind of designs for Static, and I'm like, oh, wow, this looks really cool. So, they, they look yeah, great. Yeah, it looks like it would be worth checking out. Yeah, uh, Static Season 1 is going to be uh, released digitally on April 11th. Icon and Rocket Season 1 will be released on June 27th, and Hardware Season 1 releases August 15th. Now, there is a, a, a little note here on the bottom, which I, I hadn't had a chance to, to pursue any further, but it says... However, you can read the expanded 24 more pages Milestone Returns Infinite Edition digital comic today on your platform of choice to get a more thorough experience of what's to come. So I'm assuming if we head over to like uh, Comixology or, or Amazon or whatever, we can yeah. pick up the Milestone Returns Infinite Edition and kind of get a good look at all this stuff right now. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, so I think that may be something I do after we finish the show, Raj. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let me know if it's uh, if it's on there. I'd be curious to take a look. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really curious about the Milestone books coming out. They, they, they were books that I was only kind of uh, generally aware of when I was first getting into comics. Um, and and they're, they're, I don't know, like, you know, Static is cool, man. That's a, that's a really cool character. <laughs> He's been on a lot of animated series. Uh, there's a new Static animated series coming to HBO Max. So, I mean, this is going to be a character that, that, that will start making his way into the, into the public consciousness very, very soon. So, like, check him out now. Actually, I think, he, you know, sorry, I, I, I think you can watch his old animated series on HBO Max right now, too. Oh, is it on there? Oh, that'd be worth going back yeah. to. Yeah, I do believe that is available on the HBO Max as well. So check out Static and kind of get familiar with it now. It's a really, nice. really cool character. He's kind of fun, like the way Miles Morales is fun for Spider-Man. You know, it's it's got that yeah. very youthful vibe to it. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to share that announcement because I thought that was really, really cool, and I was really, really excited about it. 
Yeah, no, I, I didn't even think to check for Static Shock. But uh, yeah, I think I'll have to go back and maybe watch that with the little dude. That one was fun. I liked it a lot. Heck yeah. Well, because he's probably not ready for Doom Patrol yet. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Roger, well, um, let me ask you a couple questions here. I don't I don't know the answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, have, are you still watching The Walking Dead? Uh, no, I, I never never watched that one. Mm. Hmm. I recently caught up. I okay. Finally, I finally caught up on it, and I wanted to let listeners know, because I think a lot of people have bailed out on that show. Uh-huh. But season 10 was really good. <laughs> it was really, <laughs> really good, and it just came back this past weekend for uh, its next six episodes. Uh, and I, want, nice. I wanted to let listeners know that it is, uh, you know, I don't know if I can say it's like back up to the heights of its you know previous greatness in, in the earlier seasons, uh, mm-hmm. but it's damn entertaining right now. Oh, that's good. So if, if you're looking for some, some new entertainment to watch this time of year, uh, The Walking Dead might be a, a fairly good option for you. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I definitely know I, I'd heard a lot, you know, that the season's kind of tapered off towards the end. But, you know, if it came back, it might uh, pull some people back in, which would be cool. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, they have all these, like, you know, Walking Dead spinoff shows and there's, uh, all this other stuff planned. And you got, like, the Rick Grimes movies coming out and... We'll see. We'll see. If, we'll see if the audience is there for it. But uh, yeah, no, I was pretty. Yeah. So just if anyone was was curious, you can check out some Walking Dead. There you go. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's move on. Like quick reviews by Tom. Yeah, Roger, are you still watching any of the CW superhero shows, or had you given up on everything? Uh, yeah, I kind of gave up a while ago. I think I, I was kind of. Uh, I was following. I think just Legends towards the end, and even that kind of got a little. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say it just got to the point where i'm just like you know it didn't take itself too seriously but then it just stopped taking itself seriously at all right right so. right right that's my yeah that's I, I i can i can i can dig that i i was picking up a similar vibe from it as well yeah 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 i'm not currently watching any any of the ones that are back on i i haven't tried uh the new batwoman i um i have not I'm I'm way behind on Black Lightning, so I'm not watching that currently right now either. And uh, sure, I I think the Flash comes back next week. I think and that that <laughs> shows that show's been a train wreck for a couple of years now. So you know who knows yeah. how long I'll stay on board with that one. Uh, but th- this past week, Roger, the new Superman and, and Lois show debuted. Oh yeah, that's true. And I wasn't sure if you had if you had any interest in checking that out. You know, not initially. I I do like that uh, interpretation of Superman. Uh, not a huge fan of that interpretation of Lois. I, I felt like she came across as, I don't know, kind of overbearing. <laughs> I mean, I know that's kind of like, in a lot of cases, Lois's character to kind of just be like a little over the top at times. But I don't know, just didn't didn't strike me very well. So I don't I don't know. No, I, I completely understand. Uh, I have not watched the entire first episode just yet, but I've watched like the first twenty-five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like the the opening they did, where they are sort of, you know, kind of like recapping Superman's origin, but like uh, their version of Superman's origin. Uh-huh. I thought they did like a really sweet and charming and endearing job of it, mm-hmm. and I really like, like you said, I I, I like this Superman, this uh, uh, Tyler Hoechlin, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he plays a really great Superman, and they—they they, he really is trying to channel um, 
a little bit of, of a little bit of, of all the Superman before him. You know, there's there's a little bit sure. of Christopher Reeve. There's a little bit of of everyone who wore the cape before him, uh, which yeah, is really yeah. really interesting. But for the Uber nerds out there, I, I had to mention that that in there's a great scene in that sort of like recapped condensed origin story uh, uh-huh. where, where he makes his first appearance, and they do an incredible job of emulating the cover of Action Comics. Oh, where, that's where cool. Where he's holding the car. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. That, that iconic, famous image that we've all seen before. Sure. And then not only that, but the suit that he's wearing, uh, it's it's the 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 Fleischer Superman animated series S on there. Oh, so, that's cool. It's like a real callback, like a real deep cut for for the fans uh, who who are, who remember those old Fleischer cartoons that were so uh, inspirational for for many yeah. many people. Uh, yep, yep. So I I was I was I I was definitely interested in watching the show after that because I thought that was so good. I, I'm a little. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm gonna if I'm buying in on this kind of the rest of the series. I'm I'm gonna sure. give it a try though. But uh, I, I, how do you feel about a show that follows, you know, Lois and Clark uh, raising two <laughs> teenagers? You know, I think we talked about this before, like when it first got announced. I, think I, I feel like yeah, it it kind of went. It could go like one of two ways. It could be like, you know, handled very well. And, you know, you just get this like good character development of, you know, Superman who in a way was like raised by very good parents to be, you know, as good of a person as he is. And him trying to instill that same ideology on kids that might not share his same, you know, viewpoints on everything. Sure. And, you know, I, I think that could be an interesting way to go about it. But what I don't want it to be is just, like, annoying, angsty teenagers, you know, rebelling against Super Dad, you know? <laughs> it's like, it, it could be done very lazily as well. And I think that's kind of what, unfortunately, like, teenagers have been portrayed as a lot in media lately. Just as kind of, like, annoying, don't really care about anything, and just overbearing children <laughs> well and that that is a, a a a very appropriate concern because uh, uh th- this kind of goes with with that dynamic of one of the one of the kids is sort of like the golden boy you know sure and then one of the kids is kind of like the emo kid with emotional problems <laughs> and you know no they don't know that their dad is superman so you know they, they each oh that's have interesting unique ideas on superman <laughs> hmm uh, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Would you tell your kids that you're Superman? Yeah, and and that's one of the, uh, that is an interesting part of the show so far. And and um, again, I've only watched the first twenty five minutes. The, the pilot episode's about an hour and a half, so I still have a little bit to go. Uh, but I but I'm 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 gonna go with it, and you know because because I am I'm well aware that most pilots are uneven. Uh, I'll sure. probably end up watching an episode or two more just to kind of see where it falls. Mm-hmm. But, okay, but uh, you know, if you want to see a good Superman on, on the screen, uh, you, you could do a lot worse than uh, the Tyler Hoechlin version that that is now available on the, on the CW. Yeah, I definitely like his portrayal of Superman in like the the few episodes I saw of him on on Supergirl and the crossovers mm-hmm. and stuff. So I thought he did a really good job. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, even then, I, I didn't think his chemistry with the with the actress that played Lois was great. But it might have just been not great on those few episodes that I saw. So couldn't say either way, but yeah, no, definitely keep me, uh, keep me posted on what you think of that. Cause 
I would be open to giving it a shot if it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it seems so far that that uh, Lois and Clark have a pretty good dynamic on this show. Um, and okay. the, the, thus far, there are some interesting things going on. But I, I don't want to say too much more, and at least until I finish the pilot. So just yeah. just want to kind of like drop a little bit that like it, there 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 is some promise there, but I I do still have a couple reservations. But we'll see we'll see if it uh, if by the end of this pilot, if some of those reservations are are can be put aside. Okay, sounds good. All right, man, dude, we got all the news out of the way. How about that? <laughs> we uh we steamrolled that one. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I, I I I'm gonna put you back on the spot here, man. All right, you ready? All right. Let's go. WandaVision. Like, come on. Give me give me something. Give me a bold prediction. Something crazy. <laughs> what do you think? Like, what's going to be the craziest thing that could happen in this show? Is Doctor Strange showing up? Is someone else showing up? Oh, man. Let's see. At this point, who could show up? Uh, I mean, Doctor Strange is definitely the, the front runner for people we think would show up. But uh, who else do they have? Or who else would make sense showing up, I guess? I mean, if we're talking about, like, the military aspect, we could always go back to War Machine. That would be interesting to see. Um, I don't know how that would fit in very well. I don't really think his skill set would match up there, but it is, again, a weapon versus weapon kind of <laughs> kind of thing that I'm thinking. Uh, other than that, who do we got? Um, I don't think anyone... Uh, it wouldn't make sense for Thor to show up. I don't think it would make sense for Spider-Man to be there at all. I mean, there's only so many people that can be at this point, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. The most likely suspect seems to be Doctor Strange. Because he's the only one that deals with, like, mystical powers, you know? And he would be the only one that could possibly go toe-to-toe with witchcraft, we'd say. Well, what 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 about... What if it were... Uh, um... Oh, I'm gonna mess up his character's name. Was it was it Mordred in the movie? The one who oh. who uh, started killing wizards at the end in the end credit scenes. Oh yeah. So uh, what, I mean, that would it would make sense story wise that he's just like, oh, we got another evil wizard out here. Let's kill this girl. But uh, I don't know if that would really have as much gravitas as it's say a, Doctor Strange. It's Mordo. I just looked it up. It's Mordo. Oh, okay. Because I mean like I mean thus far, I mean, uh, we haven't seen much of that of that character and li- living up to his promise of killing killing wizards. <laughs> that would be interesting if he's the one that kills Agatha. <laughs> right? Just shows up, like puts a sword through her or something. I don't, you know. <laughs> just complete speculation, but it would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, 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 I've thrown out some wild speculation on previous episodes. Um, Is know, it Man Thing? Does Man Thing come and kill Agatha? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Even if Man Thing just showed up to get a Slurpee, would be pretty awesome. <laughs> you just see him in the background getting a Slurpee. Yeah, just like a Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> that sound effect probably shouldn't make the show, but it, it will. <laughs> Especially in reference to man thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, uh, I I had another notion. No, I I think also I'm going to kind of stick to my guns that I I think uh, I don't think Vision survives this. I, I think this yeah. is sort of his swan song uh, uh, series, uh, a way for him to say goodbye to Wanda on better terms, uh, as he makes like a heroic sacrifice to save her or to save the people of the town or, or something along yeah. those lines. 
Um, but I mean, obviously, obviously, all the 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 recipes there. If they wanted, to, if they did want him to come out of this the other side and and have him yeah. be the part of the next Avengers uh, adventure. Yeah, I mean, we don't at this point we don't really know what the other vision body is you know like we don't know what mindset i mean from my understanding wasn't it just like a remanufactured vision like they kind of just put them back together yeah i mean like that's a vision's original body but i'm assuming now you don't have uh like all of uh like stark and banners and and probably even ultron's influence on him so was that all just because of the mind stone or was that a different part. I thought the Mind Stone just like basically turned him on and his mind was a separate thing, you know? I never I guess put them as one thing. I, I suspect a lot of that will be will be um, sort of dealt with because I, you know yeah. I, I've, I've theorized that this will sort of be like a soulless vision automaton kind of thing, you know? Not a lot of personality there, more of a, like, just robot. Yeah, just the body. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's, that's also one thing that, that we did find out that uh hayward kind of fabricated oh, yeah, was that she lied. stole the body completely lied but, but from what we saw she didn't steal it nope. she kind of just she sort of reformed a new one with the with <laughs> with the powers yeah and, and remember too like when she that that scene when when she's you know building initially building the the hex and and reconstructing the the town uh oh. remember, everything is red except for vision which is yellow from her probably from her exposure to the to the stone yeah so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, there's there's still some questions to be answered. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff, a lot of good revelations. I I, I still tend to think that from a, to- a storytelling perspective, you 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 have this show about loss and about grief, and then if you yeah. bring Vision back to life and keep him alive, you've kind of undercut your own story. But you know, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's it's hard to like let some of these characters go, but at the same time that's kind of the point, you know, like they, they made these sacrifices. So well, like, like they'd have a lasting impact. I, I told a buddy earlier today, I was like, Hey, if they can kill Iron Man, they can kill anyone. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know, and, and maybe, you know, I mean, maybe, I, I, I don't know, but like I said, I, I do sort of think this would be a more uh, a, a appropriate send off for the vision than uh, having the mind stone ripped from his head. And then his, a lifeless husk being dropped to the ground by Thanos. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, how many times are we going to have to see Vision die? Is what I'm <laughs> pondering at this point. I suspect at least once more. <laughs> Most likely, possibly twice if but, it's once for each. But, but again, possi- I, I think it will possibly be a much more noble uh, uh, sacrifice this time around. But I, you know, hey, what do I know? I don't work on this show. <laughs> Fair point. All right, my friend. I think we've covered everything for the day. Any any uh, closing thoughts for the people? No, just uh, keep your eye out for that next WandaVision episode. It's going to be good. Yeah, Friday. Just cancel <laughs> your plans. Any, unless you're getting a vaccine. Then you can go, go get the vaccine and then, then come home and watch WandaVision. There you go. But th- that's all you're doing. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you can do. <laughs> all right roger thanks so much man we're gonna catch up very soon probably next week <laughs> sounds good <laughs> all right buddy talk to you later later man Run! Go! get to the chopper get to the chopper indeed how about that what a fun podcast that was today 
I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> Hopefully, right? I mean, you're listening to it for for the entertainment value, aren't you? So, uh, a, a pretty packed episode. A lot of stuff that came uh, that came to the discussion. And again, I hope everyone had a good time with it. Uh, since since Roger and I sat down and recorded that conversation, a couple new bits of news have come out that I wanted to share with everybody. Uh, particularly, excuse me, my goodness, where did that come from? Uh, particularly the the release of the titles of the chapters for Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Uh, so the movie, as we've discussed, is going to be divided up into, uh, uh, you know, it's a four-hour-long movie, six chapters in there, and they have released the titles of the chapters. Uh, now, it's interesting to note that some of these titles have quotes on them and some of them don't. So, obviously, with quotes, there's probably somebody in the movie saying the lines to another character. I bet there's a good... I bet there, I bet you can guess this first one. Chapter 1 will be titled, quote, Don't count on it, Batman, end quote. Chapter 2 will be, The Age of Heroes. Chapter 3, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Chapter 4, quote, Change Machine, end quote. Chapter 5, all the King's Horses, and Chapter 6, quote, Something Darker, end quote. So, uh, if you feel like you're up for it, speculate away wildly. I'm not up for it, so we're, <laughs> we're not going to do that today. <laughs> and then, finally, before we wrap things up for the day, there's a new article coming out uh, from Variety, uh, largely in regards to, to Anthony Mackie and the upcoming Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier series that will be on Disney Plus soon. And yes, in case you were curious, we will be covering that show uh, extensively here on the TomCast podcast. Um, and and uh, there's some there's a little bit of conversation with, with uh, uh, Kevin Feige as well, which is always interesting stuff uh, where it comes to like the larger Marvel universe. And so I wanted to share a, a, a quote from Kevin Feige uh, where he's talking about uh, the end of Avengers Endgame where old Steve Rogers passes the shield to Sam uh, rather than Bucky. And he mentions how this opened up some very fertile room for storytelling. He says, quote, Suddenly, what had been a classic passing of the torch from one hero to another at the end of Endgame became an opening up of our potential to tell an entire story about that. End quote. Now, Feggy goes on to say, quote again, What does it really mean for somebody to step into those shoes? And not just somebody, but a black man in the present day. End quote. So, you know, we're, we're starting to, you know, obviously as we're gearing up towards the Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out, um, we have to kind of pay attention to, what, to what's going on with, with WandaVision as our example. You know, all we really knew about WandaVision going into it uh, was that they were going to use classic, classic sitcoms as, as a way to tell whatever the story was going to be. And obviously, as we've learned, as we've watched the show, we've learned that it, it has been uh, a vehicle for telling a story about, about grief and loss. And, uh, you know, again, through eight episodes, it, it, they've done a, a darn fine job of, of telling that story of grief and loss. And, you know, the trailers that we've seen thus far for The Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, are, are, you know, action-oriented, buddy cop stuff. You know, they're not cops, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's a buddy picture in, in, in a lot of senses. Um, but that could just be the framework in which they're going to tell a story that uh, examines race. In, in, in our modern-day world, in the modern-day Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you know, it, it, we, I don't think we've talked too much about uh, 
the the history of of well, history is not the, not necessarily the right word, but you know, fifteen ish years ago, maybe a little bit longer ago, you know, Marvel came out with with a miniseries that that documented that explored the notion that that uh, the Super Soldier Serum it didn't just go to, it didn't go to Steve Rogers directly. It was tested, and it was tested on on black men, on African American soldiers, on U.S. military personnel, but but black men, you know, as used as guinea pigs. And then when 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 the formula was perfected, uh, then it was given to Steve Rogers, and he became Captain America instead of the the person who was the successful test, and and that character may factor into the show, and I think that is something that we need to pay attention to because, uh, as I have been been suggesting on the podcast, that we are seeing the formation of the Young Avengers. Uh, there is a Young Avenger related to this African-American soldier who was technically the first recipient. And, and I shouldn't even say technically. And who was actually the first recipient of the Super Soldier Serum. This soldier's name is Isaiah Bradley. There have been rumors that, that this character will be featured on the show, but nothing was ever confirmed. And and I think as we've gotten more to to the launch of, of the show, and obviously the, 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 this uh, quote from Kevin Feige... I think it's very likely this will be something they explore. So we may get, may we may flash back to World War II, and sort of the beginning of the legacy of of Captain America. And there is that line in the trailer that that shield, uh, Sam says that shield has a complicated. I think he said history, but it might have been legacy. I think he said history though, and that could be exactly what he's referring to. You know, in the modern day Marvel Cinematic Universe, or in the Marvel day modern. In, in the modern day Marvel universe, uh, these could be known things. Like people could know about the this experimentation. You know, this 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 um, you know using using black soldiers as as guinea pigs, uh, and Isaiah Bradley being the successful recipient of the of, of a working super soldier serum, but then shunted to the background because because of his race. You know that that that's fertile ground to explore for this show and 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 for Marvel and and this this Disney. Plus, format uh, is is a way to dive into it, in in, in I think in, in 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 a good format, in a good length of time. Like you're not going to have to rush this sort of story uh, to fit a two-hour movie. Uh, I believe Falcon Winter Soldier is six episodes, uh, spread over you know roughly forty-five minutes, if the rumors are to be believed. So you have a lot more time to kind of like like um, let that play out. And, and kind of develop the the complications, the history that 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 maybe even Steve Rogers wasn't aware of, or if he was, he didn't talk about it. Um, and and maybe we'll get into that too. It, it's it's interesting to say. It, it's hard to say for sure. But dovetailing back to what I was saying about the Young Avengers, one reason why this is another indicator that possibly, if if this is the route they go, another indicator that that the Young Avengers are coming is the the grandson of Isaiah Bradley, Eli Bradley. Uh, in the Young Avengers comic book, is Patriot. So he's a character who has um, at least a modicum of the Super Soldier Serum in his genetic history. So uh, again, I believe the Young Avengers are coming. I think it is inevitable that the Young Avengers are coming. And possibly via this series, Patriot, Eli Bradley, is coming. And uh, again, it'll be a lot of fun to see Isaiah Bradley up on the screen too and, and kind of explore that dark history, that dark legacy of, of Captain America, of the Super Soldier Serum, that wasn't covered in the films. So, again, let's pay attention. Let's see what happens. We don't know. I'm speculating. 
you know i'm i'm, I'm i feel like it's it's a fairly uh, well well reasoned <laughs> speculation based off of kevin feige based off some of the things that anthony mackie says in his interview I, I do urge you to head to variety to read the the article about anthony mackie it's not 100 percent focus on on just captain america and the winter soldier and, the, and falcon and all that stuff it's it's a lot about 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 mackie's career and how he kind of came up through the ranks uh the ranks that's not that's not the right word but you but you know what i mean how he started small and now he's on this platform that could really shoot him into this like superstardom uh so so it, it's, it's an interesting article lots of great lines good, good quotes in there um but yeah, let's let's see where this goes, and and you know, this this could be the mo of the Disney Plus Marvel shows, you know, where we 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 get the trailer, they show us what we want to see, they get us excited for one thing. But yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense that there's gonna be a, a lot more depth and complexity in these shows, in this long form storytelling, than than maybe we can get in a, in a two hour movie. So I'm really really excited about that, and I I can't wait to see how it shakes out. What do you all think? Are, are you guys, guys and gals, and, and fine individuals uh, on board with that plan? Or, uh, or, or do you have thoughts and theories of your own? Please, by all means, reach out and share them with me. You know how to get a hold of me. The best way is social media. It's at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Those are the best ways. Reach out. Share your thoughts. Love to hear them. Love, love, love to hear them. And... Yeah, there's so much more. So much more. I can't wait. I really, 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 really cannot wait. It's going to be, it's such a great time to be a Marvel fan, a Star Wars fan, a, a, a fan of of anything you're a fan of. Like, this is the time to for it to be known. Get out there because uh, you, whatever you like is going to be on a, a movie screen or a TV screen soon enough. Don't worry. All right, that is going to do it for us tonight. Uh, I, I hope, again, once again, as the show is always about entertaining and providing entertainment and levity and, and joy for the, for the time that you're able to listen to it. I, I hope you've enjoyed this show. I hope you've had a good time listening. Uh, I want to shout out once again to uh, the members of Pophead Nation who help keep the lights on, who uh, support this show through thick and thin. I can't thank you all enough for it. And even if you're not an official member of Pophead Nation, I appreciate the love and support that you all give me. So uh, thanks to you all. A special, extra special thanks to the official members of, Pop- of Pophead Nation. You can do so at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and get access to the bonus content, which is just, it's it's, it's all kinds of stuff. There's videos, there's there's uh, movie commentary tracks, there's there's other podcasts, there's blogs, um, you know, whatever whatever kind of uh, extra bonus content I can think of to, to, to bring to you guys. And, and gals and fine individuals, uh, I I, I want to do it. So thank you to our current patrons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman, the Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is a co-host of the Ring and Ear, a fantastic music podcast. Hang out with him over there too. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mister Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing, right here in San Diego, California. Uh, remember, please like, subscribe, share the show with all your friends, enemies, people you're in blood feuds with, people you're going to have a death match with, people you're in a duel with. Share it with everybody. Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. Those help help uh, help us get the word out about what kind of a fun, fun show we're doing over here. And remember, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, Pandora Music, and so many, many more. And if there's something we're not on, let me know, and I will make sure to get us on there. All right. My name is Tom. 
Thank you so much for listening to the TomCast Popcast, our pop culture-focused podcast. Mostly Marvel-focused at the moment, but hey, all pop culture's in here, too. Special thanks to Roger Smith for joining me today via the Skype. And uh, Roger, we'll be back. We'll be back in the meantime. Make sure you check out our last episode where we, we did part two of our crossover with the CoisG podcast, the Come On, It's Still Good podcast. And we, we talked about Tron Legacy. And it, it was a fun podcast to do. I really enjoyed uh, I always enjoy hanging out with those guys in general, uh, but talking about Tron, you know, something they're so passionate about. And I have to admit, like, their passion was a little bit contagious in, in, in that I didn't harsh on the movie quite as much as I uh, thought I was going to. Uh, because Tron 2, like, or Tron Legacy is, is fairly fun, but uh, it's also <laughs> pretty stupid in a lot of regards. I did have some plot criticisms of it, uh, but there's still some, enough fun stuff to make it an enjoyable picture. So. Uh, check out the movie, check out the podcast, and, and uh, again, thank you all so much for the support. And now we're going to close it up, as we always close it up, and that is with the vital, most important words of the podcast. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!